I want to talk about honour, but I feel we're going to have a little twist on the end, so that's all right, isn't it? Um, Honour's really important, and um, I almost wish I had a screen so I could show you the beautiful photos I took the other day, but um, I was down at Ben's soccer training a couple of weeks ago, and if you've seen me on Facebook, you've seen some of the photos, but I was sitting there, and um, he was training, and I was just having my Bible out, and I was hanging out with Jesus, and I looked up and I saw the clouds, because when it was the rainy period, and... The Holy Spirit just rose up within me and I started thanking God for the clouds and, you know, God could have said, I want to water the earth so I'm just going to just have these clear water in the sky and occasionally it's going to fall. But he didn't. He made it in such a way that clouds were up there and that they would make these formations and that they would reflect some of the sun shining through them and they would make interesting shapes and and they would make beautiful sunrises and sunsets and, and things like this. You know, and I mean, I actually love going down to the beach and, and just sitting in my car on the beach and watching the storms come in over the sea. I reckon it's really cool. You know, you can see the line where the rain starts and stops and you can just see it all coming in. I love watching a storm and, and the, the shapes that clouds make. And I was sitting there just thanking God that such a small thing that he could have had just clear water in the sky. But he didn't. He made clouds. and Just thank him for clouds, a simple thing like that. And about five minutes after I did that, I looked down and started reading a bit of the Bible. I looked up and the whole sky was black except for this perfect rectangle right in front of me. And it was like the verse right up within me, the windows of heaven. And it was like this perfect window in this black sky. And I went, God, that's really cool. And I was thanking him so much for it. I didn't think to take my phone out and take a photo until the cloud had sort of moved. So I sort of got the end of the window when it sort of moved. But it was actually a perfect rectangle when I first saw it. And then that shape actually changed into a sheep. It's this black sky and this one patch became this sheep. So I took a photo of the sheep. And then it sort of moved and then there was this map of Australia. And I sort of got, by the time I you know, get your phone out and take everything else, because I'm sort of hanging out with Jesus and going, well, it was really cool. They'd sort of moved a bit, so I missed the perfect bit, which was unfortunate, but I got most of it. And I'm sitting there going, God, what's that all about? And he said, that's what happens when you honour. That when you did a simple thing like you chose to honour the clouds and what I'd done with creation, he said, I thought I'd have some fun and show you some pictures. You know, we can spiritualise, oh, the windows of heaven and the sheep in Australia. And No, he was just showing me some pictures. He was just having some fun. Because that's what honour does. Honour is actually really, really powerful. You see, we're conditioned in life and here in this world, if we think like the world thinks, we're conditioned to think in a way that says if we have a need, then we see the need and we focus on the need. And that's actually the wrong approach when it comes to God. He actually says that we bring our needs to him. And then what we're supposed to do is actually honour and thank him for that need being met. So when you pray, you pray and you ask. He says, whatever you need, ask. But he says to believe then And if you believe, then you shall have it. And Hebrews 1 tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of what's not seen. So the idea is to come and to pray and to ask God 
and then to honour him that it is done. And that honour is powerful. And a part of that honour is actually to thank him for what you already have. See, I already had clouds, so I thanked him for the clouds, and then he got more creative. And he started to talk to me about that power of honour, that as we honour what he's already done, and Thal talked about this before, you know, talking about as she honoured the lady, you know, previously where people have been healed and their breasts have been healed and healings are done and, and so on, that God moves on that and starts to honour that. And it's the same. If you, if you have a lack in your life, what you need to do is honour God for what he's already done in that area. You know, say like, I need a thousand dollars. And I may go to God and ask him for that $1,000 and pray. And then I may end up with $20 in my hand. You know, I get a, go to work and they go, oh, here's a bonus. Here's an extra $20. You can go, hmm, that's $20, but it's not $1,000. Ah, oh, well, that's not, you know. Or you can honour that $20. And as you honour that $20, that honour actually goes up as praise to God and helps to bring the rest. It's the same with healing. You know, you may believe in God for healing. I know when, I, when I, my back was sore and, you know, it was, it was in pain and I'd sit there and I'd walk the lounge, I'd be speaking the word of God, I'd be praying till I got to a point of faith and then I'd start to thank God. And as every bit of, every bit of feeling better, I would honour God with that. If I didn't, I found if I didn't honour it actually would go reverse. But as you honour what God has already done, it brings the increase. Does that make sense? Honour is powerful. So let me give you some verses around honour because I really just want God wants to unpack some of this and then we're going to, yeah, we'll see where we go. We may just go with this. I like this. You know you go through the Ten Commandments? You know, don't kill. Don't covet. Don't take your neighbour's wife. Love God. But there's actually only one of the Ten Commandments that has a blessing with it. And that one is around honour. All right, Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 says, no, sorry, Exodus 20, let's get the right one. Exodus 20, verse 12 says, to honour your father and mother. Then you will live a long life, long full life, in the land your God has given. Okay, let's go again. Honour your father and mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Everything else is don't do this or do this. But one around honour has a promise attached to it. That's the power of honour. When you bring honour, it brings blessing. You want to live a long, full life? Honour your parents. Now you may go, you don't know my parents. You do know my parents because they're right here. And my parents, I've got to say, are easy to honour. But there's always moments where you don't feel like honouring your parents, right? There's always those times when your parents do things that annoy you. Am I in the right crowd? You know, and there are times when my parents have done things that annoy me. Long time ago. But just because you don't like what you're saying doesn't mean you don't have to honour them. Does that make sense? Yeah? 
Let me go on to something that may be more applicable to some of you. First Peter 3, 7 says, Husbands, likewise, dwell with them, as in your wife, with understanding, giving honour to the wife. And all the women are going, yeah, let me read the rest bit, as to the weaker vessel. And all the guys are going, yeah. As being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. Let me unpack that a little bit. All right. Husband, likewise, dwell with them in understanding, giving honour to your wife. You know that word honour means there? And guys, you're going to hate this one. It actually means to shower gifts and good things upon your wife. I thought I might have got an amen out of the women. It says to give honour to your wife that your prayers may not be hindered. That if you guys don't honour your wife, shower good things upon her, do good things for her, buy her nice gifts. You know I discovered this one, guys? I don't have expensive gifts. Find out your wife's love language and just do that. Work in that area. It's just buying nice things. You know, sometimes it's like I go to the shop and I know what Dale's favourite chocolate are or her favourite biscuits are. So I just buy a packet of biscuits and just stick it on her bed. I buy her a summer roll, little chocolate things, or something similar, and just stick it on her bed. That's honouring your wife. It's honouring your wife to listen to what she has to say. Now, anyway, it says about the weakest vessel. Let me, let me, I'm really conscious of time here. Let me unpack this really quickly. When God made Adam and Eve, all right, he made Adam, and then he made Eve out of Adam. When they were in the garden before the fall, was Adam above Eve? No. When did, when did Eve become subservient to Adam? After the fall, it was part of her punishment under the curse. Right? We need to be really clear on this. So then what happened when Jesus died on the cross and came back to life with curses? The curses were broken, right? So when you accept Jesus in your life, you're no longer under the curse. So therefore, men are not over women. It's part of the curse. We are equal. And Paul writes and he says, there's not Jew or Greek, there's not male or female. But all are equal under Christ. So why does he then say the weaker vessel? He's saying guys are generally stronger than women. Physically. I don't know about mentally, emotionally, everything else. I think sometimes we, you know, you can go either way. But he's saying, look, your wife is probably physically weaker than you. So honour her and protect her. And treat her as an equal. The best thing you do to honour your wife is treat her as better than you. Because she probably is, guys, right? <laughs> now, let's, let's not lower them down to our level. <laughs> Father's Day next week. Father's Day next week. You know. <laughs> But seriously, you know, this has been so twisted because, you see, what Satan's tactic is is to bring dishonour through division. That's what he does. He brings division. 
And division's all about dishonour. You know, this whole same-sex debate is about bringing division. Don't get into it. Yeah, a lady in my house yesterday who cut my hair very short. She went, you're going away, let me cut it nice and short so you're right. Thanks for that. I looked in the mirror and I went, okay, I'm glad I've got a few weeks for it to grow before I go away. But I can tell you that woman's stance is totally the opposite to mine when it comes to same-sex marriage. That she will publicly stand up for pro because her daughter is gay or identifies as gay. Now, I've got a choice with that lady. I can say, you can't cut my hair. I can say to her, you know, this is what the Bible says and this is what the stand is and you're all wrong. And what's that going to do? It's going to bring division. I'm not saying don't stand up for what you believe, so hear me. But I didn't. I honoured it in my home. I bring her into my home and we honour her and we respect her. Because ultimately she is a person who needs Jesus. And this has to be in every area of your life, in your marriage, with your children, with your parents. Now, it doesn't mean that if somebody's wrong, you have to agree with them. All right? I don't agree with her. And if she brought up the subject, I would have said what I thought. And there are times we need to make a stand for what we believe in. But we need to do it with honour and respect. Building unity in the faith. And that starts in your home. If you can't bring honour in your home to your husband, to your wife, how are you going to do it anywhere else? So husbands, let's honour our wives. Because you know what happens when you honour your wife? Your prayers get answered. If your prayers aren't being answered, guys, look at your marriage. Fair statement? Yeah? Is it easy? No. I live with my wife. I know what she's like. She's awesome. She's brilliant. And she's also extremely stubborn. And she'll tell you that. Tenacity. <laughs> it's all right. I'm about to close in a minute, man. I'm about to close. <laughs> But you know what? That's the time when, you know, when they're being stubborn, when they're being difficult, when, when you know they're wrong. Honour is saying sorry. Honour is humbling yourself, even though you know the other person is wrong. Because you're probably wrong too, right? You may be right in the argument, but did you handle it right? Did you handle it with love? Did you handle it as Jesus would handle it? This goes in every relationship. You know, I've worked for people who have been absolutely wrong, but you still bring honour. You know, I remember one of my colleagues is really good at this in that um, I was working for a place and they were trying to push through the whole same-sex thing in this workplace. And he was absolutely incensed that they were doing this in this workplace because it wasn't appropriate. And he went to a meeting with, he actually went and met with the directors. And he didn't go in there and blast them apart and tell them a bunch of heathens and 
he went in with absolute honour and respect. And he said his piece, and even though they rejected what he said, he walked out of that room with honour and respect. And I thought, wow, that's character. He didn't lose his cool, even though when he got back to me, he pretty well lost his cool because, you know, I let him vent, and he vented, and he was angry as, but in the room... With those in authority over him in that workplace, he walked with honour and respect because that was character and integrity he had. And that's how we need to be in our marriages. You know, too often we come home with our families or those we live with or whatever it is and we just let it all out, don't we? Whereas that's how we walk in honour and respect with those who are closest to us. Because then your prayers get answered. I don't think he's just talking to husbands. I think he's talking to wives, children, Parents, everything. Yeah? Are we okay with this? You know, we want to see miracles. We want to see God do amazing things about, around us. You have to walk in honour to have that happen. You want to see healings, you have to honour healing. You want to see God bless you financially, you have to walk in honouring what he's already given you. You know, it's easy to look at your lack and to tell God about your lack. Have you thought about honouring him for what he's already given you? Because honour brings blessing. That's your daughter. (laughs) Proverbs 3, verse 9 and 10 says, Honour the Lord with your possessions, with the first fruits of your increase, so your barns be filled with plenty, your vats overflow with new wine. That's honouring God with your money. Do I go there? I might go there next week. But do you honour God with your finance? Do you tithe? Do you give generously above your tithing? It's easy to go, oh, when I've got the money. But you know what? You haven't got the money because you don't do the honour. Just like people don't get the healing because they don't do the honour. They have problems in the relationship because they don't bring honour. You have to bring the honour first. And the honour comes in tithing first, in giving of your increase, in giving to the poor, in looking out for those around you. Honour has to come first. Can we get that in our heads? If you want to see God do something in your life, honour it. And you may go, but I've got nothing to honour. I bet you have. You got a problem in your marriage? Honour him for the good parts. Yeah, let me finish with a story, and I've told this before, but it's such a good story. But there was a psychiatrist, and a lady came to see the psychiatrist and said, my husband's having an affair, and I want to hurt him. She said, excuse me, she says, look, I want, to, I want to get out of this marriage, but on the way out, I want to hurt him. Can you tell me the most effective way I can hurt my husband? And the psychiatrist was a bit taken back, but went, okay, well, if I was going to do it, what I'd do for 30 days is I would, you know, I would... I would dote on my husband. I would do everything my husband loved. I would cook him his favourite meals. I would, you know, wait on him hand and foot for 30 days. At the end of 30 days, I would say to my husband, I'm out of here, I'm leaving, I'm divorcing you. I found out about your affairs and go. And she went, I'm going to do that then. That's going to hurt him because I want to hurt him the most I can. And so she did. She went home and she waited on her husband hand and foot. She honoured him in every way. She, she, did, she cooked him meals and blessed him, was attentive to him and just loved on him so much. 
Anyway, about three or four months later, the psychiatrist was in an event and this lady was there. And she said, oh, you can come back and see me. How'd you go with your husband? Was he devastated? Did you really hurt him? Are you all divorced? She said, no, actually, the opposite happened. She said, for 30 days, I honoured him and I waited on him and I loved on him with everything I could. And she said, I realised in the middle of all that that I loved him so much. And she said, halfway through the month, he came and just sobbed his heart out and confessed he'd been having affairs and asked me to forgive him and see if we'd go to counselling and see if we can reconcile our marriage and heal our marriage. And she said, now we're more in love than we've ever been before. You see, because that's what honour does. Because honour is love in action. Whatever the lack is in your life, it's really easy to go in the same spirit as the lack. In your relationship, in your finances, in your health, in your workplace, it's really easy to get into the same groove of what is happening. But if you want to break it, you have to go in the opposite spirit. And it starts with honour. If you want to see God do a financial miracles, then honour what he's already done in your finances, what he's already blessed you with. You want to see healing, then honour him for the areas that you are healthy and what he's done to bring health. If you want to see restoration in relationship, then honour him for the good parts of your relationship. You want to see change in your workplace, then honour him for the good parts you've got. I was saying to someone the other day, they're talking about not getting enough shifts at their workplace and complaining about their work, and I'm going, you sort of got this wrong. Try honouring and thanking God for the shifts you have. Honour him for the work that he's already given you. And let that be, bring increase, because it goes up, like they said, a giving goes up as a fragrance to God, and when you bring honour, it's a form of giving that goes up as a sweet fragrance to God and brings blessing back. Yeah? Does that make sense? All right, I'm going to finish there. Or I'm going to go on for another hour. So let's finish there. Let's honour that. Let's honour God for his goodness. We thank you, Father, that you love us. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for provision. We thank you for your health and wholeness. We thank you for the relationships we have. Father, we thank you for the, the work that we have and we bless you for all these things. And we honour you for these things. And we thank you that you have increase on your mind, that you have love for us on your mind, that you have blessing for us on your mind. That you desire good things in our lives. And we honour you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.